Hello, thanks for joining us for another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. I'm your host, Bethany Moore. I'm the Director of Communications at the National Cannabis Industry Association. Today, my guest is Jack Nato. He is a former Boeing aerospace engineer turned cannabis entrepreneur who started a Portland, Oregon-based Luna Technologies, which manufactures cannabis extraction equipment with his childhood friend, Kyler Buck, in 2016. At the time, most of the equipment available was repurposed from other industries, including breweries and pharmaceuticals. These Frankenstein machines were inefficient, potentially dangerous, and difficult to operate. Jack and Kyler saw a better way. So through their partnership came a fully automated hydrocarbon or butane hash oil, BHO, extraction machine called the Low. The IO. The IO. Thank (laughs) you. Today, Luna Technologies has more than 50 such machines in operation. Thank you for joining me on the show today, Jack. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Bethany. Glad to be here. So let's start by learning a bit more about you. I think it's very cool that you and your childhood friend started a company together, but <laughs> what happened before all that? Like, what's your background? What, what happened prior to you moving into the cannabis space? Yeah, well, uh, out of high school, I went to college for economics and business. But I was in school during the 2008 financial crisis, and I was planning on going into finance. It just didn't really feel good at that time. You know, in my mind, the financial crisis kind of happened because of the finance industry. Mm -hmm. I just didn't really want to be a part of it, you know. So I'd always been interested in mechanics. I'd always worked on cars with my dad and my brother. So I applied for a graduate program in mechanical engineering. And I ended up taking, oh, maybe a couple semesters of prereqs. I think I went to like five different community colleges uh, really fast, got all the prereqs done, started at the University of Washington the next year, and then finished my degree. I studied a pretty specific area of engineering called composite materials. Like you were saying, I went to work in the aerospace industry. That's just where all the applications for composites are. And I was at Boeing Working at a big company has a lot of pluses and minuses. Um, I liked it, but <laughs> yeah. it wasn't exactly maybe what I wanted. And then also, like you brought up, my old friend, Kyler, uh, we started chatting, and he just gave me this really unique opportunity. We've been friends for a really long time. After he got out of the Army, he started working at a dispensary. That was maybe back in 2010 or so, just right at the beginning of Extracts. And he really just fell in love with extracts. It's truly his passion. And so he left the dispensary and started his own extraction business. And as he was growing his business, he just ran into a lot of problems scaling it because of the equipment that was available. So I left Boeing to go work for him originally. We were trying to improve his equipment, improve the process, make it safer. But then, you know, we looked around the rest of the industry, realized no one was really doing what we were doing in BHO extraction. And so then we started Luna Technologies to design and build the equipment. Gotcha. Interesting that your friend's a military veteran and came back and got involved in in the cannabis industry straight away. Very cool. So as far as getting in 
into the cannabis industry and movement. Did you know a lot about it prior to this? Uh, what what <laughs> I, was that like? Yeah, I knew nothing about it. Um, Kyler is really the cannabis expert. Uh, he has been from the beginning. And so he has a passion for cannabis. I came into it from the engineering perspective. You know, when I first visited his extraction back in 2015, I just so, saw so many opportunities for improvement. And that's really what brought me here. Like engineering is my, it's my creative outlet. And there were so many opportunities to be creative because extraction was so new and the technology was so far behind. And so that's really what brought me over to this to this industry. Got it. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure you've heard of some of the stories of uh, in the early days of cannabis legalization, individuals were taking it upon themselves to come up with some kind of home extraction equipment in their g garages or using an old washing machine or something. Oh, sure. and, yeah. and this was resulting in terrible accidents and home fires and yeah. explosions. So uh, de definitely the professional side is designed to have a lot more safety. And uh, we do not advise anybody to try to make their own extractions at home without some kind of professional equipment <laughs> yes yes please don't and it's not just the equipment it's everything around the equipment yeah you really need a whole ecosystem of safety to do it properly you betcha also reminds me of when um everyone started deep frying their turkeys <laughs> um around thanksgiving as well but that's an entirely different topic uh -huh. anyway so all right so you've been running your company for about six years now it seems so uh, what's the evolution of the company been like over the years? What's what does your role look like today? Yeah, um, we've been growing slowly since 2016. I think that's partly intentional. You know, we've um, been self-funding the company from the beginning, and we've tried not to grow too quickly just because uh, we don't want to lose focus on what we're doing. We're really focused on making equipment that makes really high-quality extracts. That's just what we know best. Uh, right now, we're at about 20 employees, so still fairly small. And, you know, most of my time at this point, it's split halfway between running the business and guiding the engineering side. We built out a pretty strong engineering team, so not necessarily in the day-to-day -day engineering conversations, but uh, just uh, steering it, more or less. And is Kyler, your partner, still involved in the business uh, on a day-to-day -day basis? Yeah, um, he still runs his own extraction business. So if not day to day, I think we probably see him in the office at least once a day. But uh, he bounces back and forth. But he's also very much a part of our all of our long term planning. You know, he has a unique sense of where the market's going and what types of consumer products are going to be popular in the future. And so then he brings that to us. And we figure out how to design equipment around that. Interesting. Um, so what other, uh, so you're creating the, the BHO. What are, what's, what's the next step for that? Is, is it just sold directly to the dispensaries or is it also yeah. uh, made into other form, forms of consum consumables? Yeah, so BHO is really the only extraction method that can make all the types of extracts. So you have tinctures, topicals, basically anything that you're not uh, anything that you're not smoking. 
Uh, and then you have smokable products, which is either concentrates or vape. BHO can do all of that. And so depending on which product you're going to, you might have to do a few hours of post-processing to get to something that's ready to package for the consumer, or you might have to do a couple of days of packaging for, or uh, post-processing to get to that product. Gotcha, gotcha. And as far as your partner, Kyle, who's a military veteran, does is, is he, I'm curious if he's got a passion for uh, military veterans and having access to cannabis for those um, interested in treating things like pain or PTSD or some of these other very veterans access related issues that are part of the larger conversation of cannabis and, and patient access. Yeah. You know, I think we all do at the company. We have a number of veterans at the company from both army and Navy. And one of the first, I got to think about this, either our first or second customer was veteran owned and everyone on the extraction side was a vet. And, you know, for me, I know Kyler has passion for it. For me with that customer, that's where really I saw it firsthand for the first time mm. um, where all these guys for pretty much every single one of them, cannabis was life-changing for them when they got out of the army. And yeah, so I think everyone is, uh, it's part of what it brings us to work every day. Very cool. Thanks for sharing all that. All right, well, let's go ahead and jump into our first commercial break, and then we'll come back and take a deeper dive into extraction equipment. Stay tuned. We will be right back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio, and we're talking with Jack Nato from Luna Technologies, a cannabis extraction equipment company. Uh, let's jump into some of your values as a company. Um, extraction equipment is complex and expensive, and some of these machines are huge and have so many components to them. And as I mentioned earlier, 
they can also, you know, this, this type of technology or, or engineering can be dangerous if not mm -hmm. used properly. So I'm sure there's some training that these operators of the extraction machines need to go through in order to safely uh, turn them on, <laughs> make them do what they're supposed to do, and then like shut them down safely as well. So safety is an important factor when it comes to this equipment. Let's let's talk about that. Aspect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the training side, um, I think uh, there is a hierarchy of safety controls in engineering that's just it's kind of universal. And really, one of your last defenses against uh, against risk is training. Everyone, you have to train your operators no matter what. But really, there should be a number of things that happen before you get to relying on training that should keep everyone safe. And so we really, you know, we come from an engineering background. I come from an engineering background at this company. And so safety is always at the forefront of our mind. And because we bring the engineering background that's why we look at all the engineering controls that are available and safety or sorry, training is kind of near the bottom. Uh, at the top is just removing the risk completely. So you never let anyone be exposed to a, an unsafe area. Um, but yeah, when I first came into cannabis extraction, I was pretty shocked at the safety level that was in the industry or kind of the lack thereof. And so we're trying to approach everything from a safety mindset. And it's really, we ingrain it deep into our culture. From the beginning, we intentionally chose to pull all of our technical staff on the engineering and support side from other industries where safety culture is just better developed. So like our, our director of operations came from semiconductor and pharmaceutical engineering and construction. Our service and support manager was working on process equipment at Intel for 25 plus years. And so beyond bringing all the experience from those other industries, it's really brought a safety mindset to the company that I think was or somewhat is lacking in cannabis extraction. And we did that because like you're saying, volatile solvent extraction is dangerous. There's inherent risks with using flammable solvents that we need to make high quality extracts. It can be done safely, but you need the proper engineering controls. Mm -hmm. So yeah, six years ago, they didn't really exist. Really, people were relying mostly on training, making sure that operators who were turning all the valves of the equipment, that they turned them at the exact right time, that they were the ones looking at the gauges to make sure the pressures were right, make sure the temperatures were right, to create safe operating conditions. And it's really just not a good way to go about it. Like I was saying, like that should be your last line of defense. Um, so yeah, we try to build out all the engineering controls that happened before that. Uh, we're the only automated BHO extraction equipment manufacturer. And, you know, of course, from a business standpoint, automation offers a lot of benefits in terms of product quality, consistency, throughput. But on the safety side, it protects the businesses, people, and property. You know, mm -hmm. with automation, we can have an extractor running the equipment from either the next room over or from the other side of the building on their phone and we get them out of the hazardous area. The hazardous area is where the extraction actually happens. And if you remove people from that, you separate them from the risk. Mm -hmm. And you, mm -hmm. yeah, you really just can't do that with the older equipment that's on the market and that was on the market. 
lots of it was designed in a garage and <laughs> there's nothing wrong with designing something in a garage and it's how the industry got to where it is but now we're here and it's time to operate at a more professional and safer level and that's what we're trying to help our customers do and what we're pushing for yeah it makes sense uh protect the people and and reduce the possibility of human error absolutely right. so extraction equipment um it's not uh, originally invented just for cannabis, obviously, um, as, as we mentioned earlier, you know, breweries and pharmaceuticals, I think of, you know, essential oil extracts or mm -hmm. perfume or maybe imagining a mad scientist in alchemical laboratory. <laughs> but um, what what's the brief history of where extraction machines came from before the cannabis industry? Yeah, uh, for some types of extractions, they were pulled directly from other industries. For example, like CO2 extraction, that equipment just came from similar industries, like you were saying, perfume, perfume extractions and things like that. But most connoisseurs want BHO products. I mean, it's really the only way to get the true flavors and aromas of the plant all the way through to the extract. And so on the BHO side, you know, it wasn't a perfect transition from another industry. You just couldn't go out and pull something over and it would work there. And then there was nothing on the market that was called cannabis extraction equipment 15 years ago. So yeah, they went to uh, entrepreneurial people, went to other industries and most of it was pulled from breweries. And in a lot of cases, brewery equipment just doesn't work for higher pressures or the types of solvents that we use. And so yeah, it took a while for the industry to develop. It actually started with open blasting, which was a pretty dangerous method. Then we moved to closed loop extraction, moved to closed loop extraction with pulling components from other industries and making them work for cannabis extraction. And then finally, we started designing equipment that was specific to cannabis extraction. And that's what we're getting to now. Interesting. Well, anything with with the word blasting in it definitely <laughs> sounds like there could be a dangerous component to right. it. Um, so moving along, um, NCIA, you, your company's been a member of NCIA for a few years. We represent small businesses and medium-sized businesses uh, or, you know, main street cannabis. And we have been pushing through complex state regulations mm -hmm. to, in preparing for this, you know, inevitable potential federal legalization. Um, as far as regulations go, what are some of the regulations you're currently dealing with that are giving you the biggest headache or what, what improvements would you like to see to these regulations that impact how you operate? Yeah, I think there's two main areas that affect us. The first is places where volatile extraction or BHO extraction specifically is just banned. And that's because of the stigma around safety. Um, you know, like we're talking about all the old legacy equipment was dangerous. There were accidents that left lasting impressions, but it can be done safely. And BHO products are going to be sold no matter what. Most connoisseurs will only consume BHO products. Uh, so why push that to an unregulated market? If you're not going to allow it into the regulated market, it's still going to happen. And in addition to all the other myriad of problems that you get with an unregulated cannabis market, you don't solve the original safety problem because an unregulated cannabis extraction is going to be dangerous 
than if you do it in a regulated way. So that's one of the biggest hurdles for us. I mean, obviously it hurts us as a business, but also it just hurts everyone by not allowing safe extraction to happen. Mm, gotcha. But then, yeah, once you bring it over to the regulated side, you need the proper safety regulations in place. And we're still working on that as an industry. The National Fire Protection Agency, they released some preliminary cannabis code a couple of years ago. That was a huge step forward. And I was on the committee with Underwriters Laboratory to help create code for cannabis extraction equipment, also released a couple of years ago. But, you know, both codes are pretty, they're still in their infant form. They still need to be worked through. They still need to be better developed. Really what we need in the industry is more expertise on the engineering side to help push this code forward. Gotcha. All right. Um, let's take our last commercial break and then come back and wrap up our conversation with Jack from Luna Technologies. Stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. All right. We're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. I'm your host, Bethany, and we've been talking with Jack Nato from Luna Technologies. And in, in this last segment here of the show, uh, I do want to talk about some upcoming events. But um, even though I've been involved in the cannabis industry and movement for 20 years now, I am not sure I know all the different types of extractions, what they are that are out there. Um, <laughs> seems like every year there's something new that comes along. The first time I heard of like shatter or, you know, all these different things. So would you help me out and quickly do a brief overview of what types of extraction products are out there now in the year 2022? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, so I think going from like the most expensive or the most, uh, the, the connoisseur level down, you start with, uh, concentrates, which includes, like you're saying, shatter, wax, uh, newer products like sauce and diamonds. Diamonds are like a, uh, they're a purified form of THCA. Then all of those products are consumed by dabbing. Then you go down a level and you have all the vape products. Vape has come a long way in the last couple of years. Now what's most popular is live resin vapes, where you're trying to pull all the terpenes from the plant. So all those flavors and aromas from the actual plant so you can taste it what it tasted or what it should be how it's grown basically then below vape you have all the edibles topicals tinctures um, all your non-smokable products so yeah that's a very very brief overview yeah got it thanks for that um and i i like the scale of you know from the connoisseur uh down to just yeah the more accessible more accessible, common, absolutely. Um, so as I mentioned, uh, Luna Technologies, your company has been a member of NCIA for a few years, been to our trade shows in the past. Of course, the world kind of changed for a couple of years during the pandemic. <laughs> um, so we're all navigating what that looks like going forward. Um, but we are excited to go back to Washington, D.C., uh, for our in-person 10th annual cannabis industry lobby days. The last time we did this was, I believe, May of 2019. So it has literally been over three years since we have done our DC lobbying fly-in event. Um, usually it's 100 
and their staffers all over Capitol Hill. Um, it'll be a little bit different this year due to said COVID-19 pandemic. Um, the congressional offices work a little differently now. Um, and I think there it'll be a, a little bit of a smaller quality or quantity group that flies out as well. But I am thrilled to go back to D.C. to lobby. Um, really, my role, of course, is running around with uh, my coworker, Vince, who's the camera guy, and catching NCIA members in and out of these meetings um, and, and doing the storytelling of being a cannabis industry operator, a small business owner, and having a voice at the table, the table with members of Congress who can affect change for us at the federal level, ideally. Uh, so we're definitely talking a lot about the legislative movement that we've been seeing lately, both in the House and Senate. Of course, the Safe Banking Act has passed the US House seven times now. Um, and then we're waiting for the Senate to pick it up and run with it. But um, that's another story. What was surprising was to see the Senate initiate their own action with the CAOA, the KOA, the Cannabis Administration and Opportunity Act. Um, a discussion draft was introduced last summer. NCIA submitted 40-something pages of feedback to improve the bill. And then recently, we saw the bill formally introduced in the Senate. Uh, really exciting. Uh, of course, just because a bill gets introduced, we all know the schoolhouse rock. It, you know, does its dance around Capitol Hill. Um, but that's why we're going to D.C. to sit at the table, to have those conversations with members of Congress and garner their support. Um, have you had a chance to go to our Lobby Days event before, Jack? No, I've never been, but uh, I'm extremely jealous. I wish I could be a fly on the wall for some of those conversations. We'll get you there next year if it doesn't work out for you to go this year. But any NCIA members that are going, I look forward to seeing you there. Uh, there is definitely still time to register and make your plans and book your flights and get your hotel or Airbnb plans finalized. It is a month away. It's uh, September 13th and 14th, 2022 in Washington, D.C. Um, I spent my 20s living and working in D.C. and it's it's kind of like my stomping ground. So um just so excited to head back for a couple of days as well yeah you know i just have i cannot believe the safe banking act has passed the house seven times it's true I it's keep, true yeah every time yep. i talk about it i've been using five so <laughs> and i thought that was amazing i just haven't been paying attention enough wow seven i know and then you know we send it over to the senate and they're just like well yep. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, it's time for us to wrap up, but uh, where can our listeners find out more about your company? Yeah. Uh, take a look at our website at lunatechequipment.com. We have a pretty thorough resource section uh, that has a number of webinars all about cannabis extraction. And we have a new webinar that we will be doing live uh, August 15th, all about DHO safety. 
perfect timing for that. Yeah. All right. Thanks so much for being on the show today. And thanks to our listeners for tuning in to another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. Until next time. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.